Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast of the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge, where our mission is to foster the creative capacity and vibrancy of the capital region through advocacy, resources, and education. Joining me this morning is Matt Keel. He is the founder of Yes We Cannibal and a PhD student at LSU. And he is this year's recipient of the uh, the Everett G. Powers Fund for Creativity. Good morning, Matt. So, tell us a little bit about you. Where you came from? How you? So, I'm originally from the Washington D.C. area, and have done a number of things in my life up to coming to Baton Rouge. Um, I went to school in Massachusetts and lived in Los Angeles for about a decade, and spent some time in England, and moved to Baton Rouge in 2019 to complete a PhD in anthropology at LSU. Okay, so what is is it about anthropology? So I actually am historically a geographer. I um, studied geography in both my master's and my undergrad and worked in the industries around geography. Um, And I got interested in anthropology um, just a couple years ago um, for a pretty specific uh, reason related to a philosopher named Viveros de Castro. And I mention this because actually the name of Yes We Cannibal um, is directly related to him. And really you could say his work and what I'm interested in is all about how kind of how we navigate difference and how we understand difference in the social field. So how do people interact with each other uh, across difference and what are different strategies for doing so, et cetera. Okay, so tell us a little bit more how Yes We Can. So my wife Liz Lesnar and I met when we were both living in Washington, D.C., and very early on, when we were first dating, um, part of our kind of courtship was developing the idea for a kind of happening, an art event around food called the Wild Hunt. Um, and the idea was to have each course in the dinner um, sort of stand in as one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it was kind of built around sort of science fiction and ideas of the end of the world. Uh, so, for instance, one of the first courses was snails um, as a way to connect with this very slow time. And then I think the last course was eating these cakes uh, that were shaped like planets. Um, so you had this experience of being this kind of godlike okay. figure eating this giant thing. And when we moved here, um, very quickly we realized that we wanted to do something more connected and kind of longitudinal. And so that's really how Yes We Cannibal was born, was out of this art event. Okay. So what what does Yes We Cannibal do now? I mean, what do you are you like an art space? So we do, do a very wide variety of things, and we're always kind of honing what we do. We we like to say we've thrown a huge number of things at the wall. We're going into our fifth year now. Uh, the first one being a bit compromised by COVID. But we've had three solid years of programming, and primarily we're you know we're a project space. So that's a phrase here in Baton Rouge and Louisiana that it's maybe a bit less common than in, say, Los Angeles or New York. Project space really means an artist-run space, so a place where people can come and do experiments as artists or performers or musicians or philosophers that maybe they wouldn't find an easy institutional home for uh, otherwise. Um, so we like to say, we get some very well-known names um, coming to show here, and we like to say, you know, use this as an opportunity to do something you couldn't do um, somewhere else. So the simpler answer, uh, another variant of that answer is we're a gallery. You know, we're a gallery, and we do a lot of experimental music and a lot of hip-hop. Um, and we're kind of open to anyone in the entire community of Baton Rouge proposing events and doing them. Okay. All right. So... Um, 
like as we said earlier, you were this the 2024 recipient of the uh, Edward G. Powers Fund for Creativity. So, h- how did very you feel happy when you found out you had grateful. won this? Um, you know, I really love the Arts Council, and I really love I love that grants like this exist to enable projects that you know are I think important um, and maybe not always the most accessible or marketable, which I really like about this award in particular. So I was very honored to receive this. And I think I'm also very grateful because one of the key aspects of the project that we'll talk about shortly, I assume, is um, it allows us to directly pay um, both the visual artists involved here and it allows us to um, you know, produce these records for free uh, for the people we're working with. So really this is benefiting a huge number of people and that's very exciting for me. Okay. Yeah, uh, Everett, who was a former uh, executive director or CEO here at the Arts Council, uh, established this grant in uh, 2023 in honor of our 50th anniversary. And it's open to both artists and non-artists. And the official inspiration is to inspire artists and others to innovate and produce new ways of seeing, doing, or representing the world. And your project is called the Cannibal Singles Club. Um, so tell us well, obviously Cannibal comes is. from our name. And while it is a kind of provocation, I suppose, in a way, um, it's very friendly. We don't obviously eat people at Yes We Cannibal. Um, <laughs> so don't let that scare anyone off. Um, but Cannibal Singles is obviously a bit of a you know play on words. It's supposed to sound like an old singles ad. Um, it's a club you can join, and it's supposed to sound like you might be a cannibal looking for another cannibal to partner with. Um, but it's not that. It's actually a series of 45 RPM uh, DJ 7 inches. So vinyl records. Um, at this time, it's nine of them that we plan to release before the end of the year. So it's a very ambitious project. And each 45 um, is kind of a conglomeration um, of people in our network. So it's both you know, uh, musicians or sound artists um, partnering with visual artists to do cover art that have, you know, participated in Yes We Cannibal. And then we've added to that um, a writer for each of the remaining 45s who's been involved in our networks is writing a kind of short impressionistic essay to accompany the 45s. And we're pressing 200 of each of these. um, And they're available, you know, for sale from us or by subscription. Um, So you can have the opportunity to subscribe um, to the Cannibal Singles Club. And as soon as each one is released, it shows up in your mailbox and you get to dig into um, these kind of strange, cool artifacts and support these artists and support the larger you know, uh, infrastructure and ecosystem of just a rich artistic city. Um, a big aspect of Yes We Cannibal is that we feel like simply having art events proliferates more art events. Um, it's a really critical thing for us is we think it just makes the world a better place and we want people to see it's a viable thing to do to be an artist. It's yes, I like think a, that's always a big part of what we do. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> okay, so how did this, how did you get so the idea So my wife project? Liz, um, co-founder of Vista Cannibal, running it together, um, in 2021, um, she had the idea to do a yearbook um, for everything we'd done. Uh, at Yes We Cannibal. Uh, unfortunately, didn't bring a copy with me, but there may be one around the building. Um, so we put together a yearbook uh, with flyers and uh, written pieces and lots of photos of everything we did in that year, thinking it would be a kind of inspirational document. And then we realized that a friend of ours, Ben Blahoviak, who's a close friend, 
he's really a polymath. He's probably a genius. Um, he's an incredible sound editor. And we suggested to him making a collage, a kind of audio collage from all of this rich archive of recordings that we had. And I think it was 24, maybe 48 hours later, Ben sent us this file and said, oh, how's this? And it was this 30-minute, just incredible sound collage, you know, building on... Uh, everything we'd done and stitching together a kind of new narrative from these performances and talks. And so I think it was Liz who suggested we press it to vinyl. Um, and, you know, that went well and we realized it was feasible and the prices for making vinyl were going down. And so we quickly decided then to actually press a recording that Ben had made independently. And then our third release also came about fairly randomly with a local uh, kind of punk band called Not My Real Job. Uh, we're quite famous here in Baton Rouge now, and really <laughs> good kids. So we recorded that at Yes We Cannibal in the middle of a big art show we did and released that in a very small batch last year. And then somewhere after that, it just hit us that this was a really fantastic way to kind of archive and institutionalize all of these relationships between people that were forming um, at Yes We Cannibal. Okay. It's, it's almost like a throwback to my generation when yep. vinyl was it. And, and you, you, you remember the, the album covers and they were works of art. So it's almost exactly. like you've thrown back to that Yeah, we time really, I particularly love 45s because there was a time, obviously before digital music, when, you know, a record label would sign an artist and they'd make tons of these 45s and send them out almost freely to DJs trying to promote the artist. And it was a very interesting thing that happened, um, particularly in the 1970s. There was a time when pretty far out artists, you know, Sun Ra, Ornette Coleman, free jazz players, would try to be promoted by these record labels. And so the record labels would pick their most accessible track and put it on the A side and, you know, often work with an artist to do the cover art. But then the B side would be a much more interesting kind of weird track. And the idea was it was sort of a gateway, I think, mm -hmm. to draw people in in this kind of ambassadorial way um, to something that was maybe more challenging. So I think that's very much alive in what we're trying to do here. Okay, so you brought us along some music to listen to. So tell us so a little bit about. So we're going to hear one of my favorite um, singles, uh, which was made by uh, Cindy Wonderful, um, who hosts uh, Baton Rouge Locals Only on WHYR and does all kinds of good things around town. Um, along with Kiana Linnell, who's an extraordinary singer. Um, probably some people uh, hearing this will have seen her perform or uh, know of her work. And I think she's also an artist member here at the Arts Council. Okay. Extraordinary voice and talent. Um, and then Brandis Rawls, um, who's a local uh, podcaster and influencer and, and friend of Kiana and Cindy. And what I love about this in particular is not just that I think it's an incredible dance song, um, but... This song came about um, through a project that we did at Yes We Cannibal last year uh, with an artist and, and chef named Tunde Wei. Um, the project was called Can I Ball? And it, we transformed Yes We Cannibal into a restaurant for one month. And we were actually funded by a Louisiana project grant. So I'll shout that out to say thank you very much for that too. Um, we transformed <laughs> into this very abstract, dreamlike restaurant for a month. Um, it's difficult to describe, but it was definitely quite an experience. Um, each of the participants was dressed in a blow-up suit, um, not allowed to speak. The courses are very strange. Um, but it was a wonderful event. We feel really, really good about it, and we really adore Tunde, who is the artist for that. 
And as it turned out, Cindy and Brandis had, I think they had spoken on the phone before, but they'd never met. And they talked on the phone the day before, and they said, I'm going to this weird dinner tomorrow, both of them. So it was by synchronicity, they both showed up at this strange restaurant event and somehow connected and then went with Kiana uh, to make a track on the fly that evening or not long after. And then they went to an old church that Cindy owns and they recorded this song there uh, called I Got Everything. And my understanding as the story was told to me was that it was sort of a processing of some grief and trauma that people in the group had dealt with. Um, and so it was all about kind of knowing that you have what you need um, already. And so I think it's a, a wonderful song and a wonderful document that kind of speaks to how art can, you know, uh, create more art. Okay, well, let's take a listen. That's very, that is definitely what I would call B side material, though. That's not <laughs> that, which I, so to me, I always kind of liked the B sides better than I did the, the hit side of, always of, more of records. Rewarding. Yeah. yeah, they were always really interesting. I should actually add one quick thing about that, too, which is that the other side of the record is actually going to be um, a track by Tunde Way, this artist. Um, so a key part of this restaurant experience was that his mother had recently died and that was in the background of doing this art event. Um, and so the other side of this is a track by Tunde um, called My Mother is Dead, although it's oh, in wow. Nigeria and he's from Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so, Wow, really interesting. Yeah. yeah so um, if people want to get one of the, like you, you said something about subscribing. So how do people do that? So the um, simplest way is to go to, uh, you can go to our website and click on shop. Um, and then under shop, there's a, a Cannibal Singles Club subscription. Uh, there is also a shorter link, which I believe is bit.ly cannibals, cannibal 45s, but I can send it to you. Okay. Um, also through our Instagram, there'll be a link to it as well. Okay. So when you're not 
Um, so tell me, how does your doctoral degree factor into Yes We Cannibal? How do those things mesh? That's actually a really exciting question for me because people rarely ask about it. Um, <laughs> so my doctoral, uh, my, my dissertation changed dramatically because of COVID. I had a plan to go to Gabon in West Africa and that became impossible. And so I relocated my uh, doctoral project really to Baton Rouge and a big part of it to the neighborhood in which Yes We Cannibal is embedded. Um, a lot of what I study has to do with the kind of afterlives of the plantation and particularly Magnolia Mound um, and these sort of very deep connected relationships in the neighborhood immediately adjoining us um, to that history. So a lot of what I do um, is just, I interview people, I do ethnography and I just talk with people generally and on a surface level about natural things and then sort of see where the conversation goes and how it seems to talk also about this history in a kind of uh, implicit way and about race. Um, so so that's the, the connection. Okay. So between working on your doctoral degree and yes, we cannibal and, and, and having a 10 year old too. And Oh gosh, <laughs> yes. Bless you. That. And then um, the project you're really busy, so how does Matt unwind? What does he do to relax and enjoy? It's a good question. Um, historically, in Baton Rouge, to unwind, our family has done a tremendous amount of foraging, and especially mushroom foraging. That's kind of the lifeblood of our family. Um, that's a big thing. Then, you know, I really love stupid comedy. I uh, definitely unwind at night with really bad comedy from <laughs> any point in history. Um, and then finally, we all in our family really like to discover restaurants. So shout out to both Birria, which is, I think, our favorite restaurant right now, and then Asian Seafood House, which is incredible. Um, okay. And then finally, I like to fish with my son, saltwater fish. Okay. So your, your 10-year-old is a, is a boy then? Yes. Uh, okay. He's a boy. Okay, as the mother of three sons. Hang on. It's going to be a bumpy <laughs> ride. <laughs> so, um, since you mentioned restaurants and food, what's your favorite Louisiana dish? Good question. Uh, it took me a while being here to learn that gumbo had all these family variants. Yes. And so, once I did, I started to love gumbo, which I wasn't crazy about before. So, a friend I won't name makes a kind of greenish herb gumbo yeah, that's up there. I've heard of that. It's so good and incredible and not what I expected. But then the other big discovery is redfish. I didn't know um, about redfish really before I... I knew about snapper, but redfish is a total discovery to me and I just adore it. Um, so I like to catch it. I also like to eat it. Um, a very simple preparation is good. Um, and then I think I'd say I really like the po'boys at Po'boy Express. I'll put it out there. Okay. Yeah. So do you cook your fish when you... Do, do you get in the kitchen and cook? Oh, yeah. We uh, Our family cooks... All the time. We're very, very uh, serious about that. Okay. All right. So remind us again, your website is? Yeswecannibal.org. Uh, the shop section there. Uh, we have all kinds of other things for sale as well. Um, and also our Instagram, which is just Yes We Cannibal. Easy to find. Uh, there are links there. Um, we have some cards also that'll be at various record stores around town and some other spots as well, uh, promoting the whole thing. So please do check it out. Um and I think people are going to be really, really excited by this. And it's a great, great way to support local artists. And you're located on Government Street in Mid-City, right? We are at 1600 Government across from Red Stick. Um, okay. And if I can plug it, um, we have a show up right now okay. um, yes. by Curtis Schroer, who was a member of a 1970s, very, very famous architecture collective called Ant Farm. People may know Ant Farm from a piece called Cadillac Ranch uh, in the desert in Texas, which is a series of cars uh, buried in the ground. 
Curtis has been in residence here for about a month, and his show runs through March 24th. It's called Swamp Alps, and the gallery is open 12 to 6 on Saturdays, and we really encourage people to come check it out and maybe meet Curtis. He's an incredible sort of figure in contemporary art. Okay, I've seen something on the cars. The cars yeah, buried in the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Matt. It was a pleasure. I'm excited to hear more about your project. Thank you so much, Pam, and all the Arts Council. We're very grateful. Okay. Speaking of, we have got a fabulous things, a couple of fabulous things coming up. But the big one is the Blue Note Records 85th anniversary concert, River City Jazz Masters performance, March the sixth at seven thirty at the Manship Theater. That night, also that night, Brandon Marsalis, Louisiana's own, is going to receive the Alvin Batiste Hall of Distinction Award. So that is something you definitely want to put on your calendar to do. It's going to be fabulous. And then starting Sunday, April the 7th, is four weeks of Sunday in the Park from 2 to 5 at the Shaw Center for the Arts Plaza. So put those things on your calendar. And for more fun, what else going here at the Arts Council, check out our website, arts, A-R-T-S-B-R dot org. We'll see you next week. We thank you for joining us this morning for AC23. You can catch replays on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Support for this programming comes from Shell, our generous donors, and members. To help us continue programming like this, please consider joining the Arts Council or becoming a donor. Information can be found on our website, artsbr.org. That's A-R-T-S-B-R dot org. 